Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining me. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com, and while Audible.com has thousands of audiobook titles, and you probably know that, uh, what you may not know is all the other content they have. So we're offering you a free trial. You can go to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth and explore. Find the content that's there. See what resonates with you. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Over the past several years, the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast has gained recognition as a great resource for small business owners, sales professionals, business leaders of all kinds. And that is really because of the guests. These are people who have expertise in a particular area of business, and they join me to share their expertise with all of you. That way, you can get the answers you need. You can uh, find out who's out there who's really talented and good at what they do so you can connect with them, um, see what books, worksheets, you name it. There's just all sorts of good coming out of this podcast, and today is no different. My guest today is Jeff Davis. Jeff is the founder and CEO of Molio Inc., a venture-backed creative and media analytics agency famous for building brands on YouTube with capabilities to also originate, co-create, and validate new brands. Thanks so much for joining me today, Jeff. Diane, it's a pleasure to be with you. It is a pleasure to have you here. And we're going to be talking about YouTube, which I have to tell you is such an interesting topic for me because it's one of those things that I play with, but I'm not really sure that I am doing what I could be doing uh, to really maximize it. So uh, while I know the listeners are going to get a lot out of this, I'm looking forward to getting a lot out of it as well. So not that's to, a lot of know. fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's the one thing that uh, has been, 
you know, since my departure from Procter and Gamble, we've spent you know more than a decade now on the YouTube platform. So it's it's kind of ironic that it's been you know that that platform you know, launched in in two thousand six is uh, now quite an old platform, ironically, <laughs> but still one that I think has major impact for how you create awareness and trial for products. So I look forward to talk to you. Yeah, definitely. And and you know what everyone says is. Um, Video is the thing. And so while YouTube has been around it, and my understanding is that for the longest time, YouTube has been like the second most searched site on the internet after Google. That's correct. So, and that's still, right? is a, that is still a fact. Yeah, the, the second most used search engine, people don't get that, is YouTube. Behind, of course, Google. And all of it owned by Google. Um, and so what I like to say, if you don't have at least a channel, if you don't have some content that is searchable with the right words, et cetera, you're foregoing the second most used search engine in the world. It's crazy. It's crazy. And, and I think people might have sort of grown up with this idea that unless you're doing a how-to video or, you know, like showing someone how to take a washing machine apart and then put it back together, which is what my husband uses it for, um, that, that you don't need to be there. But that's not really true anymore. Yeah, definitely not. In fact, you know, if you take a look at the most significant growing trends, um, I haven't seen this now for, for, for a few months, or, but, but it's probably still holds true. You know, how-to videos are, are, are just a, a major growing piece. Um, all of several categories, including beauty and, and skincare and all of that, those are major uh, categories. Mm -hmm. And then if you look at the educational components, and educational being a very broad topic, but if you just take a look at Khan Academy or, or the number of sites on there that are just geared for educational learning, I, I joke around, you could get a PhD from from YouTube and it would be more valuable than a, than a Stanford or Harvard degree because the content is so incredibly rich. Yeah, that's interesting. I think you're probably right about that because it's practitioners teaching what they know. So you're getting it from uh, the horse's mouth, so to speak. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, so what do you think is like the biggest mistake that business owners make when they're building a brand on YouTube? That's actually an easy one and kind of uh, ended up being one that has been the case for some time. People are starting to figure this out, but one of the biggest mistakes you can make is having content designed for another platform, even another digital platform, Instagram, you know, Facebook video, and that's then just assuming that, oh, you can just repurpose that to YouTube. And the reason why I say that is that in general, we found, you know, we were one of the first um, consumer products. So, so one of the famous parts of my story, you know, having served, uh, you know, a couple of decades at Procter and Gamble and then leaving and then joining the startup world. And my first company was a company called Orbrush Inc., a Orbrush tongue cleaner. And it was this crazy cool product that was patented from Dr. Bob Wagstaff. And he had tried to sell it to P&G and he had tried to license it to Johnson & Johnson. And it was, it was a tongue scraper. 90% of bad breath comes from bacteria on your tongue. And he had created a really great product to, to, to remove that bacteria from the tongue. And he had tried to go about it 
uh, marketing it uh, with traditional means. One of his last failed efforts was a was an infomercial where it just failed miserably. And he ended up meeting with a couple of young guys here in Salt Lake City, Utah, Jeff Harmon and uh, and Neil Harmon. And Jeff was just one of these guys that really was an early guy on YouTube and was doing all, he knew all these insides and outs. And, uh, and so we ended up uh, launching this product on YouTube. I was the angel investor and eventual CEO of, of Ourobrush. And the cool story about Ourobrush, it's uh, in 2017, uh, YouTube recognized the 10 most iconic ad moments on YouTube from the 2005 launch of YouTube. And Ourobrush was one of those 10. Now you would have, Diane, you may not have recognized wow. Ourobrush, but you would have recognized the other nine. It was, it was always like a girl campaign. It was the Jeff Gordon Pepsi campaign. It was the, you know, Kyrie Irving um, uh, Pepsi campaign with Uncle Drew. I mean, they were just these really iconic YouTube long form uh, campaigns that people were starting to figure out that maybe a 15 second or a 30 second or a one minute was not the best way to, to create awareness and trial for your products and services. So we ended up becoming one of the 10 most iconic ad moments. And it was really great because this original, you know, how to know if you have bad breath video shot in a pool hole in Provo, Utah in 2009, we were definitely one of the first ones to begin to try and do that. And the case study for Google is that Ourobrush was the first consumer product to be commercialized on a global level, just using YouTube advertising. And, uh, and so wow. that was our learning and that was our core roots and that original video, by the way. So, so today it's not such a, you know, surprise to talk about a two minute video, one or two minute yeah. video, but back then it was, and by the way, our original video was five minutes. So and we were getting unbelievable engagement and people clicking through. We were picking them up on YouTube, promoted video at the time. This was before TrueView skippable format, you know, the one you can skip after five seconds. This was just promoted video. Yeah. And promoted video became live on YouTube in June of 2009. We shot this uh, video in August of 2009 and kind of the rest was history. We just rode this initial new platform, you know, to glory. We ended up building that brand, shipping it to uh, online and, and offline to 25 different countries and sold it to Dentec, you know, the, the uh, floss pick uh, oh, care yeah. company. Yeah. And, and that's when I knew we had something. I knew we were doing something differently, especially for my traditional Procter and Gamble, you know, building, uh, building brand framework. And so I was quoted, I think in, uh, I was quoted in um, uh, ad age, I think at the time that where, they, I, I said, start with digital, start with video, start with YouTube. And, you know, all my P&G friends were um, laughing, you know, of course, but, uh, you know, today no one's laughing. I just, yeah, we were early, we were first, uh, and it's a pretty good place to start today. Start with digital, start with video, start with YouTube. Um, and so one of the questions to answer your question directly, long-winded uh, answer around that is, what happened to a lot of people is they were taking their original content and they were trying to just repurpose to YouTube. And YouTube is not, you know, YouTube's a platform which I love because you go there to view and look at something. And then you can, and then the advertising generally today is you can, it's the true view skippable format. You can skip after five seconds. And so 
um, we created a real playbook of, of how you do that. And so one of the mistakes people make, Diane, is that they try and just repurpose content created for other platforms onto YouTube and then are surprised that it may not convert particularly as well as a Facebook video or, or you know, something on Instagram. And the truth is, is that, you know, we talk about it at Molio, at my digital creative agency, that you have to de design content assets for the right platforms. And, and our, our method, we call it the Molio method, the integration of the right content against the right audiences, against the right KPIs. So it's really this integration of how oh. you take the right content against the right audiences. We always like to start off on YouTube with long form video. And the reason why we do that is because of the, the amount of, of learning we get. You know, you learn so much, you can view, you know, where they're, they're dropping off, you know, where you have higher peaks of viewership, you, you can tweak and play around. And, and we, you know, most people are worried about video because it's not malleable or it's, it's you have a big upfront cost, et cetera. We look at it as it's the best way to launch and get market research and really figure out your messaging, you know, your, your, your pricing and your offers. You know, uh, we, we always, we never have a linear script. We always have various pieces we're testing and we do that on YouTube. And then once we get it locked in and are sure what content resonates with what, what audiences, then generally we move to other platforms and begin to, uh, to test that on Facebook, on Instagram. We've done um, over the top stuff with Amazon or streaming. You know, once we get it dialed in, then it's a matter of reach and frequency and staying within the range of what you're trying to achieve for the KPIs on those other platforms. That's so interesting. So you sort of do it backwards, right? I mean, from the way people are doing it. You got it. Very, it is. I, in fact, it's Diane, I, you, you have a, a experience like me. When I first launched the Molio method and we got talking about it because I was talking with a lot of traditional marketers like, like <laughs> us, I yeah. called it the reverse marketing model. You know, today we call it the Molio method, but I originally called it the reverse marketing model because of exactly what you just said. Wow. You know, we were starting out in reverse and going to long form video on YouTube on a digital platform before we would ever actually build and then scale the campaign. So it was start with digital, start with video, oh. start with YouTube, learn, and then scale. And that's why we called it the reverse marketing model, which is now affectionately the, the Molio method. Yeah, right, right. It's so interesting. So if I'm uh, understanding you about taking content that was made for another platform and putting it onto YouTube, that's, that sounds to me like that would include taking your podcast, creating an audiogram, and putting it on YouTube. Yes, I, I, right? I think so. I think yeah. so, and especially if you look at the proliferation oh. <clears throat> And the audiences that are flocking to, to podcasts, I would argue exactly the same thing. You know, you really want to think about this medium and especially where you can have, you know, audio with, with visual, you know, why wouldn't you think differently about that? Right. Right. But if you're not going to, and you're only going to have, a, and, and I'm sort of pushing on this, sorry guys, but for me, because there's been so much conversation around, no, 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 you got to have it on YouTube. You got to have it on YouTube. And so you go through all these gymnastics to do it. And I'm thinking, seriously, 
<laughs> there's nothing to watch, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. and, and people listen to podcasts when they're doing something else. Yes. Yeah, I think that's so, true. certainly true. For yeah. Me. Wow, I got to tell you, that's really liberating for me. Uh, yeah. So. yeah, but 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 I guess the other thing I would just add to that is whether it's a podcast yeah. or whether it is a short or long form piece of content, what are you doing to optimize it for the YouTube platform to take advantage both of the search engine capabilities as well as the you know very rich targeting and and uh, placement opportunities? Okay, well, yeah. So which which I think is something that most people don't think about because they, we don't know how. That's right. That's right. I would really agree with you. And, and honestly, mo you know, most companies that, that come to us today, like our, our, our classic uh, referral in is people that have got something going on product or service or even digital apps on Facebook uh, or Instagram, right? Because it's 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 easier and, and kind of easier um, funnel to create there, but they just have no clue. You know, how, and they know they should be on YouTube, yeah. but they just don't have a clue how to do it. And honestly, that's a it's right. a lot of our referrals in. What what can we do? And people that come to us with a an already fairly defined range of metrics on on Facebook or Instagram. You know, we, we often can very much then build out a full funnel strategy on, you know, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, you know, and, and others. We're also finding some very interesting traction, both on awareness and performance marketing with Pinterest. Uh, we're, we're, we're big fans yeah. lately of Pinterest, depending on your category, but uh, can be yeah. very, very effective. We, you know, just a quick uh, example, Celestial Tees out of Boulder, Colorado. That's one of our clients that we've been with for some time and they had a 50th year anniversary of launching their their uh, uh, herbal teas and um and we ended up finding some really great traction and awareness on our methodology for how we integrate platforms against you know an overall performance metric and you know youtube may have a higher cost lower you know lower conversion Facebook may have a lower, you know, you, you basically knit together a contribution to margin against an overall performance metric. And we found that with Celestial Tees, we had great traction on Pinterest as part of that marketing mix. Yeah. We were heavy on YouTube, heavy on Facebook, Instagram. Um, but we added in some of the uh, some some uh, uh, some streaming and, and added in some Pinterest and had some really good success with that. It feels like, I mean, what I always say to people is you got to know your audience and you got to know how they consume information and give it to them in that format, whatever yes. it is, right? Yes. We can't force people to take our content the way we want to provide it to them. Yes. Yes, you're exactly right. Mm -hmm. and, and one other thing I would add just for context on the mechanics of YouTube is that you know the true view skippable format, which is one that that we love. We gave a lot of input in Ourobrush at the time to uh, the development team there at Google. That you know place a premium not on forcing someone to watch 15 to 30 seconds before they can get to their content, particularly on a uh, platform like YouTube where people go there to find it, right? They go to find yeah. it. So pu putting a barrier in of 
forcing them to watch a 15 or a 30 is not a good strategy. And so that's why we love the true view skippable that, you know, you, you can skip after five seconds. And what I love about people, I always say the most valuable impressions in the world today still, I said this like 10 years ago, or I guess it was seven years ago when we introduced TrueView Skippable, the most valuable impressions in the world are YouTube impressions because an impression on YouTube is five to 29 seconds of viewing the video for which you don't pay anything. So you're bidding on that impression and you don't pay for that impression until you hit 30 seconds. And then you pay for that bidding price of what the cost per view was. So I love it as a brand building and performance building platform for that reason. And so therefore, if you think of that format, it places a significant burden on good content because if after five seconds, it's not interesting, if you can't hook someone, if it doesn't make some sense, they're skipping. And right. or if you haven't targeted properly, right? So today, if you, if you normally have targeted properly and the data are accurate, then you can you know, have a higher propensity for people to, to click through and look at something. I always find it funny. People say, oh yeah, I, I skip all the time. I never watch it. And I say, well, you're the anomaly then because you know, it's, a, <laughs> it's a $60 billion ad platform that uh, someone's watching it. That is so interesting. Okay, so... When you talk about um, using LinkedIn to build a brand, I, I, I want to make sure I have clarity here. Are you talking about the videos that people create or the ads that they place on the videos or a combination of both? Well, so, in, and, and we were talking about YouTube, right? Not, not LinkedIn, but I'm sorry. You, YouTube, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. yeah, no problem. I just want to make sure I'm on the right platform. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, no, for YouTube, I'm talking about, so, so you have obviously organic views, right? So if someone, again, second largest search engine in the globe, if someone just searches, um, you know, how to build brands or, or, or talks about how selling success, you know, you, your book might, you know, your, your recent book, Succeed Without Selling, may, may come up on that search and they can go and you, they can look at something. So you have organic search and you have, but, but I'm talking about paid media. So this is paid okay. media when I'm talking about the five to 29 seconds and you're bidding on that platform for, you know, you, you end up as our media team at Molio, for example, they'll, they'll have, we have a hypothesis or we have some previous data that we're benchmarking off of and it may be women 25 to 35, you know, who have incomes of X, who are in this region of the country, who have previously watched YouTube content of these types of things, who have previously searched for these types of things. And we are then bidding on that audience, that bucket of inventory in YouTube, you know, maybe seven cents of you, maybe 10 cents of you. If it's very premium inventory and a, and a more narrow audience, it can be 15, 20 cents of, of you. And you're bidding for that and, and you don't pay for that unless they hit the 30 oh. second mark. Um, and so it's very important that you, you want to make sure that you are excluding audiences you don't want. You don't want to pay for someone yeah. that's not in the audience. I always give the example, we launched as part of Orbrush, which was a tongue cleaner for humans. We followed it up with our venture backed companies. Uh, they said, well, is this, the, is this a one trick pony or can you replicate this? And we launched a product called Orapup which is a tongue cleaner for dogs. You know, same dogs have the same problem. We launched this really cool product, Aura Pup. 
um, which today is owned by the Better Choice Company. We actually sold that to, to, to Better Choice Company. And, uh, and we ended up replicating it. But obviously, I didn't want to be advertising to people who didn't have a dog necessarily, right? Why waste? Right. So I was really trying to target at people that had dogs. And that's the example of how you can tweak your content or tweak your media planning for the audiences that you're bidding for in order to be efficient and create the right uh, performance metrics you want. That's interesting. It sounds to me like um, what's so great about that, that, you know, this ad skipping is that then the people who actually click on it, if you've done those metrics accurately, are people who really are genuinely interested. So you're happy to pay for that click through. Yep. That, that's exactly Very right. And ideally, okay. you, you, ideally, and so then if you think about the strategic way, and this is what what Molio does, you know, what we're really known for is our ability to create a strategic plan with the right content against the right audiences that is scalable. And everyone talks about that, but what do I mean by scalable? Well, it means that if you're spending, you know, thirty thousand dollars a month or ten thousand dollars a month and you spend $100,000 per month that the metrics generally hold that you've now established, the click rates, you know, the cost per view rates, you know, the, 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 the key things that, that really matter, the cost per acquisition, if it's a performance campaign, um, the, uh, in t- the uh, purchase intent or you know, awareness, awareness lift metrics if you're doing for more, more upper funnel type metrics. And that's what we mean. So we're really good at dialing that in so that after a reasonable period of time for us generally, and this, this surprises people because some of these uh, big agencies, I always say Molio is the agency I created that I always wanted at Procter & Gamble and never, never had because, <laughs> you know, they, it was so frustrating. I never knew what was going on. But but again, for us, sixty to seventy thousand dollars in media, we can dial in unbelievable levels of market research to give you confidence that that message at that offer against those uh, personas, against those target audiences, will likely hold if you were to put a hundred or two hundred thousand against it. And that's generally what we do. We generally have a phase one where we dial it in, get the market research, get the parameters, get the right content against the right audiences, right offer, et cetera. And then we just scale it. And scaling it for us, very different than just having to come up with a million dollar budget. You know, we, come, we do agree to a budget uh, after the, that initial phase one, but then we very much just scale it week to week. It's not like, you know, that's the beauty of it. You see it, we have performance metrics, we have dashboards that are open to our clients and it's just literally working together then to scale the campaign, remain within the financial metrics that matter and that's the power of the Molio method. Mm, that, is, that is fascinating. Now, uh, you know, I'm going to take a sponsor break and then no I have um, some more questions no for you. Accelerate Your Business Growth is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. And um, Audible.com, you know, it, it's this incredible platform. I have to say the thing, there's a lot that I like about it. One of the things I like about it is that I can get different kinds of content all on the same platform. So I don't have to have a bunch of apps open or flip from one app to another. Uh, so we know about the audiobooks, most likely thousands of titles. There's also podcasts, audible originals, guided meditations, a- and so much more. 
I think um, it's an incredible platform that just keeps getting better and better. And I think you will too. If you haven't already checked it out, sign up for the free trial. Go to audibletrial.com slash business growth. Get the trial, explore around, see what you like, see how you're listening to things. And I think you're going to find that, that it really resonates with you. And, you know, you can use it across platform uh, devices and anywhere you are. Uh, I, I just really think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. Today, we're speaking with Jeff Davis about using YouTube to build a brand. Uh, so, Jeff, um, are there other platforms that people should be using in their video marketing campaigns? Like, is it valuable on Facebook? Is it valuable on Instagram? Yeah, really good question, Diane. And I would answer that with an emphatic yes. So, you know, while we were first in really pioneering some work on YouTube, and, and certainly we have, you know, Google case studies to kind of confirm that, we were always really not so much YouTube centric as we were video centric. And, and, and in, the, in our case, long form video centric that then you would cut into what we call content assets that then work across various platforms. So we definitely, once video uh, became uh, really a major offering on Facebook, we, were, we jumped on that and began to, and, and, and just like I warned that you can't just reapply a Facebook strategy to YouTube. Similarly, we found that the, our, our YouTube playbook, you know, our Molio method for YouTube and video didn't work just with Facebook. Again, very different yeah. platforms, different impressions, different cost per views, different engagement, uh, different as you're scrolling through a feed, doing your own thing, coming across ads versus on YouTube, going to the platform to find and view something. Very different consumer behaviors. And then similarly, similarly for Instagram, um, while similar and within the Facebook manager platform, very different on how you do that. So what we like to say, so the Molio methods at its core, as we begin to do market research and learn to build a brand, is generally Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. And then from there, in answer to your question, what other video uh, platforms matter or could matter depending on your product or your audiences? Look, uh, a platform I bet against uh, and was dead wrong, you know, if you take a look at Snapchat, although maybe lately, you know, they've been struggling a bit, but Snapchat, if your audience is younger, their ad platform has not evolved yet as far as it needs to, you know, to be competing with a, a Google or a Facebook, but certainly Snapchat can have relevance. Um, TikTok, you know, listen, Dan, it's crazy. I mean, TikTok has become an amazing little growing platform with all the controversy and everything else, both organic and then they too are trying to still figure out, you know, what is the paid platform going to look like here? Um, uh, Pinterest, uh, we do some work, you know, that they've got a video component. Um, uh, and then, as I mentioned, uh, Twitter. Uh, so th those are platforms. And th then I would say, by, by the way, that then the over-the-top type platforms, this whole streaming phenomenon where oh. you can get involved on a Netflix or, or Amazon has an also very important streaming uh, means that you can add and amplify to your media mix. 
But to sum it up for you, you know, we believe the core, most relevant core for video to tell the story and create awareness and trial for your product would be, you know, the Facebook, uh, YouTube, Instagram. And then from there, depending on product and audience and, and performance metric awareness or lower funnel conversion, or, you know, today I say you don't have to do both. You, anyone that just says I want awareness is, is, is not really that bright because you should, you can get performance with awareness. And anyone who says they just want performance and you're just technically working on trying to convert at the bottom of the funnel, that's a mistake. You really need to have full funnel campaigns today where you're mining and finding new audiences and then you're harvesting and creating search uh, volume that you can convert at the bottom of the funnel. So start off with the core, and then depending on your audience, you can spread to some of these other video platforms. Ah, that's good. Yeah, start someplace and then expand from there. Yeah. Will, will you explain to the listeners uh, what you mean when you talk about long-form video and then what you do with it? Like maybe yes. give an example of what that would look like? Yes, it's a really good question. Um, so, so let me start off with just the example. It's, again, it's a really good question because long form, you know, what is long form? Is that, is that 60 seconds? Uh, if you talk to the platforms right. today, best practice actually for Facebook and still for YouTube, I think they still kind of recommend, you know, 60 seconds is what they say is best practice. Um, now, we, we, ne'er, we never are at 60 seconds when we're launching campaigns. We're always longer and long form for us generally, Diane, is anywhere from two to, to five minutes. Generally sweet spot two to three. And what I mean by that is we, 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 we create our own content. And so we actually create a number of different, uh, if you look at a normal script for a video, you know, it's pretty straightforward and, and you just give it to a production company and they produce that script. Ours is very complex in the sense that we've got three or four different intros. We've got three or four different vignettes that we're trying to find the reasons to believe or the most important brand promises that we could make. And then we've generally got three to four different closes that we would test, even to potentially with some different offers. And we shoot all of that. And that's why our, our production budgets are always a little bit higher than normal because we like to say one of our um, reasons to believe in the Molio method is that you rarely go back and shoot new content. You know, most people, most creative agencies are incentivized that it works and then you've got to come up with another idea. You need another idea so you can pay us more money because we're creative and media. We don't have any need to create more content if it works we'll just keep working with you on the media side that's how we can you know earn our partnership and make money so we are incentivized to create really great content and our history our history is that you know our content lasts years and i mean literally years uh, mile iq which was a, an app uh, from a from a founder chuck dietrich out of san francisco it, it basically tracks irs mileage um, for purposes of reporting and making sure you're accurate. Brilliant app, really great idea. It was acquired by Microsoft in 2016, I think it was 2016, 2017. But we helped build that brand. That was an app. And, you know, very importantly, um, you know, that, that brand actually um, had uh, 
uh, we, st- we had very long form uh, on that brand that then eventually got down to some very tight 30 second ads and some very tight one minute ads, you know, many of which for, for quite a period of oh. period of time, even after Microsoft acquired the brand, they were continuing to run that original content. So with, with, micro, with uh, MileIQ, those assets lasted three or four years. I mean, you know, who, who does that? Who, who can make that happen, right? Um, and so when we talk long form, it usually starts out three to, you know, two to five minutes. And then over the testing, generally, by the way, eight to 12 weeks of testing, generally, you know, three to 5K of uh, placing bets each week and then measuring. And you have to be careful because we are testing a number of things and you can't test too much or you don't know what had the impact for the positive or negative impact, right? And that's the Molio method, part of our data and analytics that we, that we go through to get that stuff done. And, uh, and then through that, we are generally creating various content assets. We find, oh, against that audience is this creative works. So then we have that version of the creative. Against this audience, this creative works. So we have various uh, different creatives. We generally arrive at a core creative that provides the best message and awareness to the to the largest kind of audience. Because for us, it's all about mining volume, right? Most agencies, even inept agencies, can find a can a particular audience that might convert against a particular creative that's very narrow and and small. But to get to audiences where it has financial relevance, that's the skill of a good agency. And we do it quite well. And so it's, again, over that eight to 12-week period, we're refining down to and almost always, if you look at some of our case studies on, on Molio.com, you'll see that those that are there are generally two minutes, you know, two to three minutes. We have one on there, a, a probiotic dark chocolate. It's called Bouchard cool brand out of uh, Germany. We've launched into the United States. Um, uh, it's called bouchardchocolate.com where we do direct to consumer. It's on Amazon. It's periodically in Costco. And, and that brand, you know, uh, importantly with, uh, uh, with, with the probiotic dark chocolate brand, you know, we ended up having a video that was over five minutes long. It was this really oh. funny loop about probiotic and dark chocolate uh, filmed kind of in a, um, you know, Costco like setting. Cause at the time they were launching into Costco and it, 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 it's, it's a Facebook best in class model that uh, we had more uh, viewership on that five minute view video than they've ever had on a long form video. And so we actually had conversion on this, on this very long form, but in general, Diane, we land on after optimization, something that's generally, you know, two minutes, two to three minutes. And then various assets. Of course, we then cut the best 15s. We cut the best 30s because we know what functions well within that two minutes, right. or two, two or three minutes. And so we cut the best assets then for the media planning for other uh, ways to, to uh, communicate on the other media platforms. Okay. Um, if someone is listening and they're a very small business and so they don't necessarily have the marketing budget to hire an agency of of any sort what advice would you give them for starting to do brand building on youtube 
Yeah, it's it's a great question because uh, this is one thing I really do love to tell startups. So Molio's clientele is both you know big multinational enterprise clients. I mean, we've done work with uh, with Procter and Gamble. We've done work with you know um, uh, Gillette. We've done work with uh, um, uh, Tyson Foods, et cetera. But we love to actually work with startups because that's where the history comes from. And what I like to say to people is you don't need necessarily immediately an agency unless you're ready to, to, to go to the big time. Um, you can open up an AdWords account and just start playing around. And, and when I say playing around, you can actually have a hypothesis. You can target an audience. You can load up a um, iPhone or Samsung, you know, or, or Android phone uh, shot video, which by the way, happens to be better than what we did 10 years ago. Um, in terms of quality of, of the video content. So you can go out and just try, sign up on Facebook Manager and do some paid media. Spend $100, $200 and just look at the, the analytics, look at the Google Analytics on the Google platform, look at the uh, Facebook Analytics on the, on the Facebook platforms. And you can just learn so much that would inform you about what you're doing and how you should do it. And eventually you can make enough progress that eventually you probably need some help to, you know, if you remember back when I told you, you can almost find always some audiences that work for your financial needs, getting a return on ad spend of at least a dollar for a dollar, and then eventually a dollar fifty for a dollar, you know, beginning those metrics, you can do that. But to really find volume and scale, you normally are probably going to need some help. And that's where, you know, Molio or yeah. other agencies can come in. Yeah, yeah, got it. Um, th this is so fascinating. Um, and, and speaking of fascinating, like I have to ask this question, how close do you think we are to like virtual reality or augmented reality marketing campaigns? That's a great question. And I would say very close. I, I'll, I'll just reflect a very cool story, vignette story here from, I was sponsoring some brands at the Google brand lab in New York. This is almost two years ago now. So this is 2018 and we were hosting them and I was trying to get the Google executive to shake up these brands I had invited from the Haines Celestial Group. In fact, one of our key clients and great partners we've had over time, they do Greek God, Greek God yogurt, uh, Celestial Teas, um, Garden of Eaten Chips, uh, you know, Sensible Portions, a number of these really great quality, healthy brands. But they just weren't spending enough time, we believed, in building their brands on the digital platform. So I had hosted them in New York with, with Google to try and shake them up. And I told the Google executive to, you know, really kind of tell them where the puck was going and... And in his speech, ironically, Diane, he kind of ended up inspiring me more than even our clients. And he went on to present this really amazing presentation where he said that the consumer journey and the way that they were going to consume and get educated and convert. I mean, he was talking very specifically, obviously, about advertising, but it had broader implications. He said that the next five years was going to change more dramatically than the previous 15, which was unique because he had been with Google 15 of its 17 years. So, you know, it came with a lot of credibility when he said that. And then I was thinking, okay, well, what's he going to say to justify that? That's an amazing statement. And he went on to say then three reasons, artificial intelligence, 
virtual reality and augmented reality. And then he gave examples from each three of those pillars, most of which, by the way, were Google examples, right? And he, and, and when he said it, it just really was true. And so when you ask that question, I think today, you know, virtual reality is one we're doing quite often right now. And I think you'll start to see mainstream, uh, and, for, and in terms of artificial intelligence day, and it's going right now, I mean, both platforms that we spend yeah. a lot of time on Facebook and Google have a significant amount of artificial intelligence guiding and directing those algorithms. Now, one of the values we bring as part of the Molio method is so, so a lot of agencies and big agencies just do what we call set it and forget it because of the algorithmic AI components on those platforms, uh, we, we don't do that. We actually let the algorithms go and we watch and monitor. And then this process I talked to you about, we, we, we take the training wheels off and, and guide it ourselves because we find we can be more efficient with the way we do it. But there's a ton yeah. of artificial in, intelligence there today. And, and, and anyone, I always say anyone that's had, had the Oculus glasses on or, or the Google, uh, you know, glasses on to, to really take yeah. a look at uh, virtual reality, it's going to dramatic change, dramatically change advertising and, and is starting to. That's crazy. Are there any business models where you think video marketing is not a fit? That's, that's also a very good question because people think that because video requires some creative and production and some cost, mm -hmm. most people then just default to, you know, a Facebook or Instagram campaigns, you know, display advertising, uh, try and buy, you buy a little search when they have, you know, search works when you create awareness that you have something to search for. You said it earlier and you were absolutely right. Um, so this is a bold statement, but again, someone that's been working for a decade with a lot of smart people in the, in the, on Google and Facebook and, and in my own company, I would answer no. There's, no. there's nowhere I would not incorporate video into my brand building campaign. And as I said, even if it's inexpensive, maybe even if it's test video, you know, I would definitely do that. We have a slide in our capabilities deck where we just show the performance, you know, a regular funnel from awareness down to conversion and buying. And we like to show that video has a role to play in each of those stages, obviously at the top, oh. creating awareness about it much better than a display banner, you know, or, or something like that. If you can get someone to watch 1530, in our case, often longer points of video, you're creating real awareness with some, some frequency that eventually can get them down the funnel. We use the bumpers, they're called six second bumpers on YouTube or some, some, some short executions also on the Facebook platform to remind so you're not paying for a full view, you, you, you get these six second bumpers that are, that are often around a cent per, per view. Um, and, and then even at the bottom, Facebook and YouTube have, uh, and Instagram have excellent ways for converting audiences that have shown interest down at the bottom mm. with video. So we like to say, you know, I, I mean, it's just not a statement. We, we literally walk through a funnel and show people how our methodology uses video all the way through. And it's much richer. You get, you create stickier um, customers, especially if your product's good. I mean, I always say you can't sell a product twice to, to, to someone where the product's not good. But if you have a good product 
and you create that awareness and initial trial with video, your retention and repeat purchase is often much higher than without video. Huh. Okay. That's great. Thanks. Because uh, I think some people feel like, uh, you know, they'll say, oh, yeah, it just doesn't work for my industry. You're, you're exactly so, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and, and, and I would say two, twofold. They say that, that it may not work and that it's easier just to do something else, or yeah. they often say that because they don't believe they can afford it. And I say, you can't yeah. afford not to have a video component. If you are looking yeah. for scale and growth and quality awareness and retention, you can't afford not to do video. Oh, I think that's a huge point. That's great. Jeff, th this has been so great. I really appreciate you uh, spending some time with me and explaining all this. I think it is critically important for uh, business owners and marketing professionals to uh, get their arms around this and make sure that they are maximizing uh, video and YouTube and, and all those things. So thank you so much for being with me. It's been a pleasure. You, you had some great questions and it's always fun to to realize uh, you've learned a little bit over, over the few years we've done this and uh, <laughs> we'd love to try and help some brands out there if they, if they have some interest. Well, that is great. So speaking of which, will you please let the listeners know how they can find you and, and anything you've got going on that you think they should know, please. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, uh, we'd love to, if anyone interested to learn more, even to do, a, do an assessment, often we'll do an audit if it's the right match to just help people understand. We, we, we're very selective in, in who we like to, 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 to match up with. We think it's important to match up. You can go to molio.com, M-O-L-I-O.com. Molio in Latin is to build or construct. And so we think of ourselves as brand builders. And so molio.com, M-O-L-I-O.com. And you can just uh, ping us there and we'd be happy to get back to you. That's terrific. Thank you. And listeners, thank you. I'm imagining you learned an awful lot because I know I did, uh, and it is important information. And I'd like to thank our sponsor. Go on over to audibletrial.com slash business growth to pick up your free trial of audible.com and go on an exploration. Uh, you're going to love it. If you are uh, in a business ownership or sales position and you're struggling with that or you just plain hate it, uh, go on over to Amazon and take a look at Succeed Without Selling. That's my latest book. It might provide you with some ideas and techniques that you can use that will make you actually enjoy the process. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called Can I Offer You Some Feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, 
avoiding, or seeking, feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing Business Bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com.